for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest all the way from Finland. We have Maori Dark. How's it going today, Maori? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Nice, nice to you? have you. I'm excited to sit down and chat. I was listening to your album last night and this morning while I was kind of getting ready for the podcast, and it's really good. I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, so first off, I want to thank you for giving us time to sit down and chat. But for the people that are just getting introduced to you or aren't really familiar with who you are or your music, uh, what got you into music? Well, at the very beginning, at I was about eight years old when I heard the band Kiss and with their makeups and stuff like that. And it was really exciting to a young kid. And then I started playing drums right away. And we already then formed some sort of bands and making very basic songs like No Nuclear War, No. And then at 16, I got like seriously into playing in, with bands, drums mainly then. And at 18, I started to play guitar and making songs. And from there, I have made, this is my ninth full-length album and about 25 years of musicianship and around 500 shows. Oh, wow. So that kind of history. Gotcha. And so is for so you've released music in various forms of as bands, but is this your first full length album as you by yourself? Yeah, it is. Okay. This is where I recorded everything myself and played all the instruments. Awesome, awesome. So the album is Dreams of a Middle Aged Man. It dropped back in December. Uh what's kind of the story behind the album? Well, uh, it started kind of 2016. There was a lot of life-altering changes in my life. I just broke up from a seven-year relationship and my mother had terminal cancer, three-plus cancer, so it was like a death sentence for her. And then uh, we had just, I have done five albums with Metal Duo Mystons, and so we had just ended the fifth album tour and I started making some sort of songs and it uh, it was like singer-songwriter folk stuff and then it started and uh, then it went on and uh, all kinds of things happened in my life and uh, my mother passed away and I got married and then I had my firstborn daughter and I was making these songs all the, that while and starting to record demos for it. Gotcha. And it started from there. Awesome. So you, you it, this has been a work in progress since you said 2016? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I guess the question is about like releasing it during the pandemic. Was it, was that always kind of the plan that you were going to release it 
in December or did you originally want to release it sooner? And then the pandemic, like what, how did the pandemic kind of affect uh, your release yeah. strategy for this album? Well, I didn't plan the pandemic to come <laughs> to yeah. in between the album project, but I think it was ready in March. Okay. Just when the COVID thing started in Finland also. And I, I just thought I ha have to get this album out, even if I can't play them live really soon, but I just have to get it out. I'm 42 years old now, yeah. so I'm past midlife soon. I gotcha. It, so so it's it sounds really good like the album sounds really good and i mean it it's just unfortunate that it had to come out during the pandemic because you can't get out and play because i have a feeling like the entire album it sounds really good live like i it um so i feel like people are missing kind of uh a part of it because i was watching the the clip that you uh the the video that you had on fox or austin fox Fox Austin. Yeah. Yep. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Um, and it, just the live aspect of it all sounded really good and really full and really rich. And so it, like, I feel like, especially like was, so I guess the next question is, was there ever thought about just releasing them as singles just to kind of keep them out there instead of releasing it as a full album or well, I'm that kind of old school guy that I listen only to albums and okay. mainly CDs. So I'm kind of used to the album structure, it mm -hmm. having like 10 songs or something and a, like a dramatic ongoing from the yeah. first song to the last song. Yeah. So I, I have always made albums and that's what I wanted to make now. Gotcha. So are you, um, are these available on hard copy at all or? Is it all digital streaming right now? Uh, well, I put here. Oh, the vinyl. Yes, I do. There's CD uh -huh. for it, and then there's the vinyl version. This one that just got out nice. last week. It's my first vinyl at 42. Hey, that's vinyl is making. I love vinyl. First of all, vinyl is. If you can afford to press it, if you've got the following, if you've got all the, you know, all the right uh, ingredients to make it happen, vinyl is an amazing way to distribute music because it's like yeah. a tangible piece of art in your hand. You know, it's amazing. So, yeah, um, I think they passed CD sales at some point with vinyl. Yeah, I think so. Like, just because vinyl, like... I don't know. I don't know what it is about vinyl, but it's just like you have that tangible piece of art. And then if you want, you can still go stream it like whatever. But like when I go to shows, I don't I don't want to pay 10 bucks or whatever for your download card. I'd rather pay 30 bucks for the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. So now I get it. Yeah, I, I always enjoy the album art piece because you can put the lyrics and stuff like that in here. Yeah. So you can right. read it while you're listening. That's a big part of the thing. And these bags come really nice. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And vinyl, you always have to like turn the album around. So they come so natural break in between. Mm -hmm. So you separate the thing into A, B side. Yeah, you have to also think about it, how it goes and how the songs go there. Yeah, I got you. So what went into the uh, song selection process for this album? 
like were you specifically writing towards an album or did you just kind of start writing and then eventually it was like oh we've got enough for an album here like what kind of went into that process of yeah i was kind of early on thinking about an album to make an album and uh like i said a lot of things happened in my life and for me it has always been like the life kind of writes the songs so whatever happens in your life it gets into the songs and you start thinking about a lot of things and then you just start working towards an album there wasn't many extra songs so okay. kind of all of them i made i put into this album they were kind of different songs that i made before okay gotcha so everything there you basically were writing specifically for the album and there wasn't much extra songs that just didn't make the cut or whatever that- yeah there was like three or four like unfinished pieces but gotcha Wait, was it not- because did those three or four not make it because they just didn't fit the feel of the album or what do you think it was the reason why they didn't make the album uh, i think i never finished them okay. because i make the songs i make them quite long it might take even years to polish them and arrange them and add details and add lyrics to them and this kind of thing that I put in here just felt the right combination. Gotcha, gotcha. And so the album's out now. Are you working on any um, visual components for the album? Like music videos or? Yeah, yeah, we made music video with director Vesa Ranta, who is mainly known for uh, Nordic metal videos. Mm -hmm. So there was the a music video for the title song dreams of a middle-aged man and then i also made lyrics video for the opening song poison woman because i'm with my second profession i'm visual artist and i've also worked with videos and every kind of images and graphic design oh wow awesome that's really cool um as far as the music video goes uh what kind of how how much uh, creative input did you have on that or do you is it like was it your idea and then you handed it over to the producer or like how did that kind of process work out for you well we kind of worked on the story quite long it's a story about an aging couple and their uh, like growing up daughter leaving home so we made a lot of effort to the story to make it like fit with the song it's a bit different angle than the song but it like fits perfectly and we looked all the locations the uh the director was was in holiday in norway and i wanted to have some aerial uh motorcycle photos or motorcycle videos and he made it with the drone thing uh-huh. in norway so there's really beautiful landscape from senia island norway and then we also shot in a burnt forest in Oulu. There was this big area of forest that was burnt, and so the background is kind of black, brownish. It's really nice looking video. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's a. I was just kind of, as you were talking about it, I was pulling it up and kind of watching through the preview, and it's got a real cinematic look to it. Like it's just, yeah, it is really cool. Um, and so the that music video dropped uh back in before the album came out i'm trying to do math here in my head but yeah uh, it's no, november 16 if i remember right yeah. uh and so that that was 
before the album dropped back in December. Um, yeah. What's now that the album's kind of out and it's been this culmination of four year or four or five years of work, what's kind of going through your head right now? Now that the full album is out. That's a very good question. <laughs> well, I've been working a lot with the promotion now for the album promotion, so I really haven't had the time to think how I feel or yeah. anything like that. It's just the album and I put it down. I'm, I'm really happy to find out that people are finding the album. I just passed 50k Spotify streams with the album, so I'm really mm -hmm. happy that people have found the music. Yeah, I was looking... Especially in USA. Yeah, because like, I mean, I can only see on the front end because it'll tell you how many streams or whatever the song has. And I was really impressed by the, the first two songs, the first two singles, uh, and how many streams it had gotten. I was like, wow, that's really amazing. Like, so the fact that people are fine, do you, have you um, noticed a, any like crossover from your previous, like, do you have fans that are, that just kind of followed your entire career that uh, followed you from band to band? Or did you, or have you found uh, like, doing this solo project you've had to build a whole new fan base well it's both hmm. the old fans have followed me from other groups a lot of people in finland that listen to metal music also like this type of music to rest their ears to and then i got this manager mts management michael stover from us and he has helped a lot to gain new fans in from especially from the us Gotcha. I think 33% of my listeners are from US. Oh, wow. 33%. That's, that's big. That's very big. Um, so the album out now, what's the plan kind of moving forward? Are, like, I know you said you're focusing heavy on promotion, but are you already working towards a new body of work or like what's kind of the plan moving forward? Well, I hope um, hope to release a fourth single, maybe even fifth, and making videos for this album because it's really a lot of work and it's good album mm -hmm. and good songs and people usually just find the singles because if you look at the streams, the they have gone like thirty k and eighteen k on the singles and then the rest of the songs are about a hundred, so I probably release a couple of singles more or one. Yeah, and uh, then I hope someday I get to play live because I've done that all my life playing yeah. live, and I miss it so much meeting real people in a real place. So, w w what's kind of the feel in Finland right now? Are you guys starting to open up a little bit with live shows, or is it all just not happening? It's just not happening. There was just new government limitations, and every live event is down now. So. Gotcha. Every like professional musician that do it for work have been without work almost a year now. So it's really oh, a wow. tough situation for, for the whole industry. Oh yeah. That's cause I know it varies from uh, country to country, state to state, and especially yeah. here in the U S um, like here in Texas, it's interesting because I'll get one weekend, I'll get an email saying, Hey, here's a list of all the shows happening this weekend. And then it will go like a month and I won't get a single email. So it's like, 
all right, what, what, like, I, I really don't even know what's going on at this point. Yeah. Like, you, you, one week, one week there's 30 shows and then the next weekend it's like, oh, we can't tell anybody where the shows are at. It's like, okay, whatever. I'll find them myself. But, yeah. um, I, I think at least here in Texas, things are starting to open up a little bit. We're getting smaller, smaller venued shows and it, it's nice to get out when you can, you know? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we like to do here on live and amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. Um, you know, just like if they're getting ready to make that next step, whether it's going to a recording studio or make that first step, whatever that first step may be, what, what advice do you have for a young musician that's getting ready to make that first step out into the, this crazy thing we call the music business? That's a good question. I answered this on some other interview that I can't remember what I said, but, uh, of course the first thing you have to do is like get the music right and play as much as you can rehearse get good instrument you much more need than one good instrument than 10 crappy ones mm -hmm. play live as much as you can and play with real people you learn play all kinds of music and try to like kind of figure out who you are yourself when making music don't over imitate anyone because that's what really counts in the end the personality and the quality of music yeah absolutely. those are the main things to concentrate yeah and i i think people can pick up on authenticity in your music yeah and yeah, your hope personality so. so now that's perfect answer um so for you personally who are some of your influences musically like, who were you listening to growing up? Who influenced you musically? Well, I was a teenager in the 90s, so most of my music have come from there, from the grunge era and <laughs> things like that. Nirvana's Nevermind came out when I was 14, I think. And uh, a lot of grunge bands, Alice in Chains, all of the acoustic stuff and dirt and Fate No More, King for a Day Full for a Lifetime, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, all of their albums, uh, Typo Negative, Black Sabbath, Pink Floyd, uh, Neil Young, Tom Waits, Johnny Cash, American Recordings, Leonard Cohen, uh, Nick Drake. That's about it. The Doors. <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. That's... I... I had a feeling I should have gotten my sound engineer because every band you just listened is bands that he talks about on a pretty consistent basis because yeah. there, there's about a 10 year age gap difference between me, my, me and my sound engineer. Like I'm 33, he's 43. And yeah. so like, there's a little bit of a crossover on stuff that we grew up on, mm -hmm. but not much of a crossover. So like a lot of the, like, I mean, I obviously I know who like Nirvana and a lot of those bands are, but it just wasn't stuff that I was listening to growing up yeah. in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, how do you think they've, uh, influenced or impacted your musical styles? 
Well, I I thought about it just a couple of days ago that the music that I kind of listened, uh, it's most of them is like really genuine, like honest kind of stuff where the singer kind of pours his heart out and really writes about his thoughts and emotions. And most of the music is like that. And then there's also this, like, I enjoy 70s music a lot because it has kind of special vibe in it and a kind of mystic feeling too on some of the music. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, did I answer to your question? Yeah, no, it was perfect. It, that was good. Um, and then uh, what's kind of the independent scene like in Finland? Well, there are still kind of a lot of bands. Mm. The rap genre is also quite big in here, but there are a lot of players, but less places to play live and less places for small bands. They have the thing in Turku, where I live in Southwest Finland, called Rock Academy, where they like give education to young kids with bands. Mm -hmm. It has been really good. It, I don't know what happened, but they brought, I don't know if you know the band Wasp from US. Yeah, I've I've heard of them, but I'm not like overly familiar with their music. Yeah. The guitarist, for some reason, Douglas Blair moved to Turku and he's also educating people there. So the young kids have got a lot of possibilities with the music. Right. And of course, the pandemic didn't help the lack of venues being available, because I'm sure... No, no. And many of them are going down now. Yeah, that's what's the uh, like? Are you guys allowed to in a normal in normal circumstances? Are you guys allowed to go out and like busk and do that sort of stuff, or is, like what's the vibe? Uh, what you mean? Uh, like playing street performing, uh, playing acoustically, like on the streets or whatever. Yeah, I think that's allowed without permission here and i haven't done in a while but there's a lot of that in, happening in here okay. people play in the streets it's nice Got it. gotcha because i like i know it's different country to country some countries it's like you can try but you're gonna get ran off or you know like whatever but um, yeah yeah uh that's cool uh who are some uh upcoming finland bands like just this this is just me personally asking at this point uh who are some upcoming finland bands that you you're really digging that's out there right now oh good question i don't listen to a lot of finnish bands i have to say one metal band that is really good is swallow the sun they've all also been in the us i think okay nightwish is pretty popular and everywhere Gotcha. I think in the US too, and uh, what else? I don't know. Everybody okay. is like uh, everything shut down now, so yeah, I haven't I read it. So news. you don't even know who's playing anymore, like because that was the first thing that I noticed was how many bands just kind of called it quits, like yeah, three days into the pandemic. It was like, I mean, now it's kind of like okay, you were right. But three days in, it's like, this thing might be over in two weeks. You don't know. Like, and you guys are already calling it quits. Like, but, yeah. you know, you could the same thing could be said about a lot of the venues, but it just shows how close to the red line that venues operate. Because if they go three days where they can't open, yeah. So, yeah. 
And it's really hard for the bands that do it professionally because the live playing is the only source of in- income and now it has been taken away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a no- or in a normal year, how often are you how often do you usually play shows? Well, it has varied a lot depending on the year. Mm-hmm. There was some break in between I don't know. Maybe 30, 40 shows or something okay. like that, or okay. even less. So I have always had like two professions. I'm visual artist as well by profession and I make public art. So that's where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. So I'm an entrepreneur as well. So nice. music has always been the place where I kind of put my money <laughs> that I got, like okay. every hobby, but it's like profession for me as well, but it takes a lot of money and time to yeah. make it these days. Yeah, hopefully one day the music will take off enough where that can become your profession and the money you put in will come back. Yeah, yeah, it's the streaming industry has to change. Yeah. Um, where's one place that you'd really like to play live? Like city, state, country? Well, I would like to tour the U.S., because the place doesn't matter so much in when doing I haven't played in the US I have played in Europe in all kinds of places and and the main thing for live performance is uh they like the communal thing you get with the audience when mm-hmm. everybody digs the music and you kind of share something so that's the like the best live scenario so the place doesn't matter that much as long as there's music loving people and people who are into it Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time because it, I, I, it's the weekend, even though yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, where if everybody anybody wants to listen to your music and uh, uh, follow you and follow what you got going on, where's the best place for people to do that? Well, you can find me easiest from mauridark.com. So it's M-A-U-R-I-D-A-R-K.com. And uh, in Instagram and Facebook, I'm Maori Dark Music. So those are the places. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for giving us the time to sit down and chat. It's been an absolute blast. Um, did you have it? Did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, mention before we kind of wrap it up? No. no. Thank you so much for this. And hello to everyone in who's listening. And you can ask me questions later on from my, awesome. do you have this in Facebook or yep. something? Yep, it's streaming live on Facebook. Um, yeah. But once again, thank you so much for giving us time. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later.